This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's Lori and Lynn. Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Lori and Lynn Show. And... Lynn Evans, how I'm are here. we today? I'm yes. here. Yes, yes, yes. After a um, limited engagement in uh, Cape May, New uh-huh. Jersey, I am here. Yes. So did I tell you the story of why I ended up in Cape May and not Nashville like no, I was supposed did, to be? You, well, you told me, but you oh, didn't tell the people. Oh, tell listeners because it was, I just Which want you all to know really that this is something. for you. Yes, but it kind of speaks to the chaos going on in my life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. A month and a half ago, I went online and made reservations at the Omni Hotel, Mm -hmm. where this conference was being held. I also made reservations for the airline to get me there from Scranton, Wilkes-Barre and back. And I also registered for this event, which was a significant amount of money. So I was fully prepared to say that I would be there from Wednesday, uh, maybe it was the 3rd or 4th, whatever it was, through the weekend and coming back on Saturday night. I had everyone in my life lined up to provide, you know, meals and whatever for Patrick. And on Monday morning of that week, I got a a text message from my friend who said, I am here in room so-and-so. Are you in the hotel? And I just dropped the phone. I thought, no, this can't be happening. Tell me I didn't, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, I'm sitting, you know, in my couch at home. So I found out going through all of this insanity that I actually made hotel reservations and, and, and the ticket for the event for Sunday night through Wednesday. I made the airline reservations Wednesday through Saturday night. So in that moment, I discovered that I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and wow. So anyway, my friends had already made some plans to uh, rent a house at Cape May, New Jersey for that long weekend. These were all my college buddies. Mm-hmm. And I was very sad that I couldn't go because I knew I would have to be in Nashville. So as it turned out, I said, okay. And they said, come on down. We got room where everything is. And you had all the preparations done. Yes, for, for Patrick. Pat, so. so everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So I was went he, there. Was um, he complaining about the, law, the, the fact that you weren't around? Oh, of course. That, mm-hmm. That's just a given. But I went down there. Because he didn't say much Saturday night about it. No, because I was there. <laughs> no, too, because I think Mike threw him off a little. Do you oh, think? Because yeah. there was so much I banter. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But he, he was fine. Um, and so the weather could not have been more perfect when I was there at, at Cape, Cape May. May. I know. It's a it beautiful was a, time of the year to be there. Just a light breeze in and the mid-70s. I mean, it I was, know. It was just as wonderful here. But I had a chance to really... Where did you stay? We stayed in, in a house. Oh, they did, did you? A All right. Vacation, uh, rentals Those, by yeah. owner, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is called. Yep. 
Uh, so we did that, and uh, it was a beautiful house, mm -hmm. just beautiful. And we went to a place that was called um, Beach Plum Farms, which I've been to before when I was there with my sister uh, about two months earlier. And we had a fabulous day there. It was just wonderful. They grow all the vegetables, um, the herbs. Right in Cape May? Yep, right there in Love this it. farm. And they also raise pigs, chickens, and whatever Aww. that go to all these top five-star restaurants in Cape May. Neat. So we had a beautiful day, walked around. It was just wonderful. I just, oh, it was just fab. A big front porch on this house. It was exceptionally wonderful. And you could sit outside without gnats and bugs at well, night, you know? not really. gnats? No, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, believe it or not. Oh, all right. Oh, I was... They should uh, be gone by now. That's what I thought. First night I was out there, I came in the next morning, and I just thought I had been bitten something like 10 to 12 times mm -hmm. everywhere. Driving me nuts. But, okay, I'll take that. You know, it was just too beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, got back in time for us to go to our favorite place, Natalie's. Mm -hmm. And we went there on Saturday night. One of our faves. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. One of our favorite places for dinner, I should dinner, say. Dinner, yes. So it was all. It all worked out really well. And we always like to go there because Pat and Tony, who, you know, it's a family-run little business. They're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm -hmm. and everything's cooked to order uh, and, and, it's and homemade, fabulous. and it's wonderful. And they're the nicest people. And the, I love the grandchildren are involved, and the daughter-in-law and it's just you know yeah. good time it's good stuff they're good people yeah we really did so i uh, i have two shout outs here we have to do the it's one that i forgot about two weeks ago and i knew there was a third one when we were talking about it but i have to do a shout out to the abington farmer's market because <laughs> i we i went there that a saturday morning two weeks ago and I went there to get some apples because I know this is apple time and I absolutely love the crisp, wonderful apples that come out. And I discovered that Dr. Betsy Bonzar Oh, always listens. Was yes. Not, yes, and she but she was there too. Mm, oh yeah, she was her manning, son has beta bread. She yes. was manning the beta bread uh -huh. uh, concession. I love and Betsy. She's, and she said to me, if you want to get some really good stuff, you have to go to this guy because he's a farmer. And I wish I could tell you right now that I remembered his name, but I can't. But she, the guy who was really next to her in uh -huh. this concession. And I, she said, buy the eggplant. And I said, okay. So I cut the eggplant um, horizontally and into strips and marinated them with... Um, olive oil, salt and pepper, and some other seasonings, and put them on the grill that night, and they were absolutely mm -hmm. wonderful. So yeah, shout like out plant. to everybody there because that food is just, it's so good. Mm -hmm. I can't usually make it to the farmer's market in Scranton because of close, the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this one I love. It's Saturday mornings, uh, and it was just wonderful. So I have to say um, shout out, hooray to them. And also the big news we have to look at. Patrick A. DiNapoli will be 75 years old <sighs> the day up. that you're listening to this. And uh, we are going to uh, celebrate by uh, going to New Jersey really on Sunday. My stepson got us some tickets to the CBS News um, luxury box at the Jets game. Oh, cool. And they're playing the Patriots. Great. Yay. And I hope they win but anyway, yay for him. So That's Patrick wonderful. A, 75. Yeah, so happy big, 
big you-know-what birthday to Patrick A. DiNapoli. He's so He doesn't excited. look at it all. No, so he doesn't. So that's a good thing. Although, nope. what does 75 look like? Completely I don't know, but not right. like him. No, he looks good. He does. <laughs> we say that we've never seen a man who looks exactly as he does just an older version of his baby picture. Yeah. He looks exactly. So yeah. happy birthday, Patrick A. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Mm-hmm. We also have a big shout-out. You know who listens to us all the time? Who? Miss, Mrs. Helen Sweeney. Helen worked um, with my at Barbara's for a while, and she broke her ankle recently. So she's been a little, um, um, she's been recuperating. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to her last week, and she said, oh, I loved listening Saturday. She was telling me what we were saying, and mm-hmm. you weren't there. So anyway, she said, I listen to you all the time. So I just want to say I love her to pieces. She's the sweetest lady. And her name is Helen Sweeney. So hello, Helen. Thanks for listening to us. Yay. Yes. Good for you. And um, and so I wasn't here to, to know it because I'm sure you probably said something, but how did the walk go? The walk was wonderful. Good. Wonderful, wonderful. Good. And um, then, of course, last week also was the Scranton Cultural Center's um, pull for the, as you last year won, Oh, the yeah, 10, the 000. raffle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was really nice is one of the women who is a volunteer at the Scranton Cultural Center won this That's year. That's good. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Very nice. And who won the other prizes? Um, J.P. Sweeney and Paul Catalano. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, so it was all, all, it was a nice time. We had a lot of fun, and um, it was enjo- an, an, an enjoyable evening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but do you feel like this month is just crazy busy with stuff, or it is usually it just is. my imagination? No, September, it's almost like somebody just drops down the gate and everything comes flooding through. Mm-hmm. Now, September and October, and we have probably until the week of Thanksgiving, when everybody thinks they have to get everything done. Because once yeah. the holidays start, people just disappear. Mm-hmm. Well, too, I also have to say we have a, a, another birthday shout out to Deb Dudley, whose birthday was last was Sunday, the 8th, mm-hmm. Butchie Bestoki, whose birthday was the 9th. And last weekend, too, I we uh, which I have to mention, uh, we went to see Sean. Sean came in because f- he had the long weekend with the holiday on Monday and came into Philly and we met him for dinner in our favorite spot in Maniunk. Uh, okay. So All right. that was good, too. Yeah, be with nice. him too. So that was the weekend. Mm-hmm. There it went. Sunday night we did that. It was an yeah. easy ride. Do you know that we made it home from? We pulled out of Maniunk at seven thirty-five, and we came out of the Turnpike out right at Pittston uh-huh. at nine o five. Wow, one hour and a half on the money. Were you get, flying low? Well, I wasn't. Meyer was driving, but he doesn't <laughs> drive fast. But I guess, I don't know, maybe he was. But it was a good no traffic. and Yeah, well, there's something going on starting at 9 o'clock on the 13th. Yes. Where they're the closing. Stuff is going to be closed down, yeah, they said, yeah. That whole stretch mm-hmm. of the northeast extension of the turnpike. Yes. Or as they call it, 476. Yeah, because it's not a turnpike anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. Sometimes they say it, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I never, I say, I say, because it's, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. You can't help but say that. So, um, ouch. We have the Lackawanna County Commission for Women breakfast, legislative breakfast coming up. 
on Wednesday the 18th. That is an annual event um, that we do, and we have a keynote speaker, and we honor two local women and a nonprofit organization uh, for community awards. And this year, our keynote speaker is Judge Maria McLaughlin, who is a common pleas judge in Philadelphia, lovely mm-hmm. woman. I interviewed her uh, at St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she happens to be running for Superior Court, but that's we, she's coming because we met her and we thought she'd be interesting to give another perspective on. She's a single mom raising two boys and doing all she's doing, and it's kind of a good way for people to look at that kind of life. Then we are honoring Diane Baldy, who is the CEO of Hospice of the Sacred Heart, Candace Kelly, who is the evening anchor for WBRE, and the da-da, Hospice of the Sacred Heart is being honored as the um, the um, nonprofit. So we okay. are very, very happy. What's neat about all this is we are nominated by about there's 30 women on our commission about and we are nom- the people are nominated and voted on by the committee itself the board which and when is, is this nice. event the 18th of october you um, said it's a breakfast or yes, lunch yes it's at 8 30 at la, okay. bon la bona vida mm-hmm. which okay. you'll be there i know because you love breakfast yeah Last time I was there, I couldn't stand. I started sneezing. For what? What were you there for? There was a, at the breakfast. You really? And it was so. There was something in in that place. I got. Maybe I couldn't stop perfume. sneezing. I don't know what it was, but I had to leave because I couldn't breathe. Oh my god! So I, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. I might do it though. You might be surprised. You this should. Year. You should come. It would yes. be very nice since I'm okay. the prez. Yeah. That would be very nice. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I'll talk to you about it mm-hmm. off air, as they mm-hmm. say. Off air. So, anyway, we're going to take a break, quick break, and we will be right back. You're listening this morning to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. We are back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I got one thing that I thought was pretty cool here. I I really, you know, for us, uh, this, of course, came from the AARP, the magazine. Oh, I I just got it. I didn't read it yet. Yeah. And this is from an older one. But I saw it and I thought, this is just such an inspiration because, you know, we we do that that stuff with um, our... (laughs) My straw and my iced tea. <laughs> Here, listen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Just keep repeating oh, it. God. Um, we all remember the the thing about that girl and um, when Marlo Thomas played that wild and crazy woman. She was uh, the first, TV's first independent working woman. That was the role of what she was doing. Even before in, Mary? Well, this, uh, 19... 66. So it may have been around the same time. Okay. I'm not sure, but <clears throat> she's the one that that wrote that. So I I have yeah. to believe that she probably knows. But anyway, she said, as I grew from girl to woman, I believe that clothes can and should express who we are. But these days, I get so discouraged trying on outfits that don't say a thing about me. <laughs> I love this part. Bare midriffs? Are you kidding? 
slits up my inner thigh, really. I prefer flippy skirts and peplum tops designed to soften the silhouette. I've never heard it said that way, but I, I love, love it. That. To soften the silhouette, a look that is covered but not covered up. But it's hard for me to find clothes like that, which tells me it's hard for other women, too. So I've made some. She said in this article in January, this was the December uh, issue of this magazine. In January, I will launch a line of apparel called That Woman, which is just perfect from that girl. Uh, a collection of flattering clothes to make us feel vibrant and confident. My thought is we don't have to give up on style and fit because we've reached a certain age. Part of the proceeds will support the work of St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. They say clothes make the man, but in this case, that woman made the clothes. Aww. That's cute. So there's a couple of pictures of some of her stuff, which is really nice, very nice. I gotta see it. A lot of it is the color block stuff that she used to do, uh, that, what they used to call it mod clothing yes. at the time. Uh -huh. So she's brought a lot of that back, and, and I think that's always very flattering. I think color blocking works for almost anybody, though. It does. It, does. it really throws your eye. It's all about the, um, what's the word, the optical illusion. Or yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So I was really happy to hear about that. I haven't checked it out online. I would like to do that and see what, what it is. And especially knowing that a percentage of the sales goes to St. Jude's, uh -huh. that's a nice way to do two things at once. Yeah. I would expect that from her, that she would do that. Yeah, of you know? course. But I, I think it's interesting that, that people she, are recognizing. She's gotta be in our mid-60s i think no 70s She's gotta be way more than that well okay maybe I'm she doesn't so say oh she's yeah. 79 yeah oh. i was gonna say my god actor and producer marlo thomas 79 you oh that's here's the answer she'll introduce that woman clothing on hsn oh in january right. okay. so that's where you can buy it there you okay. go didn't see that little A lot piece of people down there. Are doing that too yeah well, the, it's nice to know that people are actually recognizing that um, still baby boomers have lots of money to spend, yep. and we're not going to spend it on clothes that sound like what she's talking about. And I agree. I mean, I don't think we need to kill ourselves every day at the gym or working out for two or three hours a day to have a perfect body to be able to fit into some of these clothes that, I mean, why? Why do you have to keep doing that? I don't understand. But anyway... <laughs> Here we go. I'm not going to get Did off on that. Did you ever do that? No. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I would never do it. I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> it really is. I Two to it. three hours a day? Are you kidding I me? Know. But you've never had a weight issue, though. Well, I had. I really did. When I was younger, I did have a weight issue. Uh, I had a classic case when I was like a, a late teenager. Oh. No, no. Uh, adolescent. Yeah. Early teenager. I remember my grandfather once saying to me, we lived in that house on North Main Avenue. He watched mm -hmm. me walk down Orm Street. Yeah. And when I came in, he'd say, um, he used to say, it was, it was really cruel when you think about it, but um, here she comes, can. And uh -huh. I Nice. Yeah, and, and Thank they, you. Yeah, it wasn't nice to say, but it was, <clears throat> no. believe me, worse things have been said. Yes, at that it's time terrible. in my life, uh, yes, yeah, that terrible. was a horrible thing to say. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's you know, I was not really 
people don't want to hear that. I wasn't obese you know? by any means, but I was just chunky. Yeah. And well, I, yeah, but that was fleeting because you, I've known. Well, you I know, were, but that's what I'm saying. It's always a it's a thing that I know I can go back to that if I keep doing what I would do. But usually I stop and I reverse it and go backwards, and I'm fine. But you've never been an exerciser. Did yes, you play I have. Tennis? Oh yeah, but no, but not a gym rat. No, I hate gyms. Okay. I can't stand them. Why? Just, because you feel they're loaded with no, germs? No, not that. You know what bothers me about the gym is that you have a lot of people there, and I've done this before several times, join gyms and then find that when I go there, you've got people who are socializing while they're on the machines. And I want to get in there and do the and routine the out. and leave. Okay. But I can't because two of them are sitting on the machines mm-hmm. and having a lovely chat about what they're doing for dinner. Mm-hmm. Get <laughs> off the machine. Yes, so I, I just said no. So I used to have um, one of those one of those row things we used to do. Bowflex? No. A it was, rowing machine. What this, the, 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 uh, ski, a cross-country skier thing. Yeah, like that. Um, uh, but there's a called? name for it. Yeah, it was a, whatever it was. I used to do that all the time. Um, I thought it was bow flats. No, 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 no. It began with an N. Nordic, Nordic, Nordic track. track. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I used to do that faithfully every day for about half an hour, and it was great exercise. It is. It moved Any everything. of those kind of things are well until I reached a point where I I discovered that um, the the pad that is on the bottom was that hurting. supports your your hips or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was ending up with nerve damage because, because it was you were pressing. pressing. Yeah. Okay. And so I said, okay, I have to stop that. Then I, I yeah. still do a whole thing with uh, uh, Pilates. But you like doing your own thing in your own privacy oh, of your own absolutely, place. Okay. because I just don't have the energy to get up and go out and mm-hmm. do something. <laughs> if I can do it at home, fine. Well, I think it's not even the energy. It's the time constraints. Well, that, that too. Have. That's... That you makes know. a big difference. Yeah. And then I tried that thing where I'd pack a bag and, and then you try to up. go from mm-hmm. there to the office. I always forgot something. Well, you know how I always, always. look at that? You say, I mean, first of all, I think anything that you do to move is good. So, And I know you do, too. Um, so whatever you happen to like, just do something as to, for what it is. Because it, it is true. But, like, spending hours there is a little much. Well, I yeah. also... Uh, Monday of this week, went to see my cousin, Dr. Dean Mazaleski, MD, um, at Northeast um, Rehab Associates, and he did a procedure where he injected my spine with, I think, a total of eight needles oh. below my waist. Oh. Did you feel them? No, because they give you all kinds oh, of stuff. You didn't, I mean, I felt it when he first inserted. It's like a little oh. pick, but it put medicine in between the discs, and, how do you and feel? I feel tremendous, huge difference wow. in the pain, huge difference. Mm-hmm. So if the whole procedure lasted 10 minutes, that was a lot. Yeah. But for that, I mean, I can't no, tell cool. you how much. What so is now, the stuff they put in there? They put cortisone. Cortisone. Okay. And um, some, some other steroid kind of thing. But it, it designed that over... 10 days or so it will eventually get all into your system mm-hmm. and make a big difference in the pain okay, so good. i am looking forward to now going back to playing tennis because i couldn't with this with back pain, pain. Yeah. and also walking because i couldn't that, walk yeah. for more than 10 minutes right. so that kind of exercise i can't wait to get back to mm-hmm. i loved to play tennis yeah did you now do you where do you play at birchwood okay yeah all because right. 
that's really the only game in town. But I like to be on a, in a league because then I know for sure every go. week I will do it. And so that's it. That's what I want to do. That and do some walking. And I'll just call you BJK. K. BJK. What's BJK? B. Billy Jean King. Oh. Her. Did you see that movie? No, I didn't. I but I want to. Uh -huh. I really do uh -huh. want to see it. She's been interviewed a lot through the yeah. last couple of weeks, and she's wonderful. I love her. Oh my I think god! She's a I great love her actress. story. I love everything she's she is. Mm -hmm. She's just, and man, what an athlete! Yeah. Wow. Yep. So I yeah, just love neat. that story, Billie Jean King. Too. Mm -hmm. I remember What's that. What's it called again? Now that not called that that. With Steve Carell. Oh, what's the... Um, what's the name of the movie? Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Well... Because I'm asking all these questions and not coming up with the answers. And I know people are going, <laughs> it's this! Well, do you ever scream at the radio when you're oh, asking a question? A few and you're times. like, ding dong, here's the answer. Mm -hmm. Just a few times I've done that. Yeah, me, I always do. Because you always can remember it when you don't <laughs> have to. Um, all right, yeah. so... Um, What's going on with the with the boys? Anything else? No. Um, um, Tommy's coming. No. Tommy starts his new job next week. Battle yeah. of the Sexes. Okay. That's the name of it. Just so okay. we know. I had to get that. Yeah. Next Monday. Okay. This coming Monday. And uh, Sean is in the in the uh, in the middle of now applying to law schools, so he's getting all of his stuff ready to go. Mm -hmm. And. We shall see what happens. He's done with the LSATs. He's oh, happy yeah, that he got all, what he... Oh, yeah, because yes. he did okay. great. And so we're just looking to see. My niece, I was just talking to my sister-in-law, Mara mm -hmm. McGowan, whose daughter, Tara Foley, is in her first year uh, at Widener, and she is doing really well. So I just was with Mara last night, and she, I said, how's our little girl doing? She said she's doing a great job, and she likes it hard, but it's a good thing. So... It's good. Yeah, I really wish I could remember the name of the law firm, but my uh, my nephew was made an offer for the internship in a big law firm in Philadelphia, and he was so so excited about for this. when this coming this coming summer. summer? Yes. Oh, good. Because yeah. what is he in his first year? Or this second? is his second year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. He and Franny are in their second starting of the right. year. Oh God, his buddy. Yeah, Franny. Yeah, Franny Notariani is a good boy. Yep. And so. that's the other thing, too, Lynn. I want to say um, our hearts go and our prayers uh, go out to Jerry Notariani, our, one of our Lackawanna County commissioners. He lost his mom this week. Um, the funeral was uh, Tuesday morning and um, was a beautiful funeral. I was there. And, of course, their daughter, Laura, sang, which was very hard to do when it's your grandma's funeral. And then um, and Fran was there, who was just such a gentleman he is one of sean's best buddies and mm -hmm. i tell jerry all the time when i see him he and so uh what a wonderful job they've done because that kid as i say all the time that group of kids that sean hangs out with and graduate with they are the nicest collective group of kids um and fran is one of them and you know it was just it was a beautiful tribute to jerry's mom so just want them to know we're thinking of them because that was not easy and um 
Anyway, so we're going to take a break because we have the lovely Barbara J. O'Hara, who has, I think, a top 10 list of things for you, mm -hmm. Lynn, your favorite things. Mm -hmm. So we'll be hearing what she has to say coming up. And so we'll take a quick break. Thanks for listening, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Laurie Cadden. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the, um, what am I, Lynn? The owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. <laughs> don't don't give me a question like that, what am right, I, Lynn? Because I, I could what, Oh, yeah, blurt it out. <clears throat> might not be pretty. Uh, and my name is Lynn Evans. I'm the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. And we have the lovely attorney Barbara J. O'Hara, who's in the house. Barbara has been practicing family law for 36 countum years. She is a partner with Hughes, Nichols, and O'Hara on East... Drinker Street, Drinker Street in, in Dunmore. Dunmore. Babs is a, well, I call her that. I'm the only one who's allowed to say it. So don't anybody start, all right? Barbara oh. is um, a, a very dear friend of us and of our show, and we love her. And she's here looking beautiful today, Babs, I must Thank say. Thank you. Lynn? Yeah, the necklace, I love her necklace. <laughs> love it. How do you like Lynn's Looking necklace, good. Barbara? It's very she nice. just got that for as like a that. birthday gift from Mom. It's very nice. And lovely? I like the sparkle. There we go. Doesn't it work perfectly yes. with this? It, it, yes. So anyway, okay, now that we're it. all back to <laughs> basics, what are, what's up, Babs? What are we talking about today, Barbara? Well, um, my practice is has a concentration in family law and... Um, I know Lynn Evans likes these <laughs> top ten kind of things. Or, so um, what ten. I'd like to, to address is the top ten myths about divorce. Mm -hmm. And um, the first myth being because people lear learn from bad experiences that second marriages tend to be more successful than first marriages. And historically... And empirically, that's incorrect. Absolutely. Actually, people tend to divorce more on the second marriage than the first. I think it's 60% of all second marriages end in divorce. So the idea of learn from the first really doesn't work. I think it's more <laughs> of, of, you know, yeah. that there's... With the what first, there might be some. Fourth, Barb. How do they third and fourth, Barb? Third and fourth? Oh, uh, based oh, on my practice, yeah, I see a lot of third and fourth divorces. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just gonna say, I've seen fourth and fifth, worse. and they're really bad by then because they, because you bring a whole lot of baggage with you on the on the fourth. Yeah, so, yeah, that that's uh, problematic. But why do you think? Getting back to the first. Why do you, the second marriage? Why do you think it is? Because the same stuff is happening that they brought well, to the first. I think there's some of that, but also people tend to fight over things like children from the first marriage, and okay, yeah. um, you know, there's nothing is the Brady Bunch. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah, that you know, the Brady Bunch is a romanticized notion of of these blended families should all be great, mm -hmm. and quite honestly, there's a lot of strain in that because you're bringing families that have been raised separately and now expect everybody to be at least part of the week under the same roof and uh -huh. everybody's fine. And to be honest with you, that's a hard concept. So that 
they say most second marriages break up over some issue concerning children from the first, whether or not it's that, you know, that they're young children and they didn't all mesh together so well or, you know, that expectations might be different in different families. And then with older children, you have a lot of older children that may not accept their, you know, daddy's new wife. Mm-hmm. And you see an awful lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. where where it's it's, you know, that for whatever reason, you well, know, that there's conflict between your adult children and the new spouse. I will tell you that in all honesty, on my end of things, of course, I'm not remarried, but I am in a long-term relationship. And I, it is much easier that he has no children going yeah, into this. Like, I am thrilled that that my kids are the the two shining stars so to speak because he doesn't have children Mm -hmm. so my children love him and and respect him very much so he's very very good to them he's like and that's that's beautiful that's a nice easier relationship exactly thank god because i don't know if i could i don't know if i could deal with some of that other stuff that does go on and you can't help but feel tugged in one way or the other when it's your flesh and blood right and you know what you you have a lot of things that go into that not just the day in day out you know you have family events and where does stepmom stepdad fit into all of that and you can have some residue feelings with the kids of you know still upset that their parents have broken up and you know that this step parent you know, unfortunately, is not being accepted because there's still residue feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Or you have the financial end of it of, you know, the, there's this woman who stands to inherit what I should be inheriting. I, from the mm-hmm. kids' you have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll get calls from... be very from, careful. I got a call one time from a woman saying, I'm burying my husband and the kids told me not to come back to the house. Whoa. And, you know, oh, yeah. some really vicious stuff happen mm-hmm. happens on that end of mm-hmm. things so yeah, once the the other spouse is gone and it's the the, the children of that pa- of that person yeah. it it can be very difficult right for the i mean remaining, if the, say, the surviving hey, spouse hey uh we're gonna get the house and you're not living there mm-hmm. you know it's a really really harsh yeah. reality for the second wife or in a lot of Don't cases think- a woman that's that has been with them for a long time but never married. But doesn't that go then back to what we talk about in both of you from a financial standpoint and from a legal standpoint is to have the will clearly defined as to who gets what and what happens afterwards, Barbara? Isn't that the answer to a lot of this or no? Yes, it is. But the finan- the reality of that is not always so, so easy to accept. So, yes, in your head you can say, I know his kids will get the house. But if the, if you've been living there for the last 20 years and get a call from the kids saying, hey, don't go home because we'll, we'll have you forcibly removed. I mean, that's that's really, really a harsh thing. But that's what I've seen. And yes, it would be nice to work these th- things out very amicably. Give the woman some time to grieve, first grieve mm-hmm. and then find it another place to live. That would be a smarter way of handling it. Unfortunately, people people a lot of times look at this and say, "Okay, Dad's gone; she should be out." And you know that's it's that's a mess. Hard. It can be a big mess, and it's a, it's unfortunately what happens mm-hmm. in some cases, in some unfortunate cases. So the second myth is living together before marriage is a good way to reduce the chances of eventually divorcing. And I hear this all the time. 
and they've done studies and there's no, <laughs> no there's difference. no truth to that yeah and actually there's no difference and they and i've seen some theories where they say well people's expectations are different um towards marriage and that people sometimes change in marriage. So that idea of, boy, we we lived together and it was fine. And once we got married, things changed. And I, I think people have different expectations out of the relationships. And that living together is one of those things where let's try it. If it works out, fine. If it doesn't. Whereas marriage is, hey, a husband should be doing this. Mm-hmm. A wife should be doing this. And what was free and easy when the two of you were living together is not free and easy mm-hmm. then. Yeah. What do you think? Lynn? No, I agree with you because I think that what happens on a very uh, deep subconscious level is that when you choose to live with somebody, it's a choice you've made. Mm-hmm. When you get married to somebody, whether you know it or not, you're bringing in all the stuff that you saw in your parents' marriage. True. And all for of a better sudden, or for worse. Yeah, exactly. So all yeah. of a sudden, your expectations without even consciously knowing it, are changing as to what you want from that other person based on what you remember from what, let's say, your father did Mm -hmm. or how your mother and father interacted in that particular situation. I find it especially with money because whatever the parents did, just because you got a piece of paper now that says you're married, that shifts. There's an expectational there shift. And is. it's really bizarre because most people don't even know that. But uh, you know what? And what I've seen is when they're living together, everybody has their own bank accounts. Right. So, uh, uh, by and large. Separate yeah, bank separate, accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we're going to share expenses. And maybe they have a joint sharing account. Right. Once they get married... That's a whole different deal. Everything goes into the pot. He runs out, buys a motorcycle, and she's saying, boy, we could barely get by (laughs) anyway. Mm -hmm. And this was the client this morning. And he runs out and buys a motorcycle. Like, what are we doing? And I I mean, there should be a, 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 you know, really and truly people need to discuss everything everything mm-hmm. and discuss and come to some kind of resolution of hey can we afford the motorcycle no you know one party just wanted to do it and so we go out and do it but lynn says all the time and i just had this conversation this morning that the best way to do things is have his account her account and then the joint household account right well, so you get to spend some of your own money with no questions asked versus well, some versus it being in a joint account all the time where everybody's looking and seeing and I don't want people telling me that. So right. I've seen that work and I've seen it not work. And the what, cases where there's where three accounts? Where there's three accounts. Really? Because, because people also have some false false um, expectations of I'll give you 500 bucks a week. Well, if you have I'll three kids you. and a house and whatever, and I put 500 in there, that's not going far. So I'll see these same women come in and they... They themselves have $20,000 worth of credit card debt, not in their husband's name, but in theirs. And I'll say, well, you know, how did you incur this kind of debt? And they'll say, well, he always gave me 500 when we were just married and when we had three kids. And he never increased that, and I couldn't get him to increase that, and that's the amount. That's just, that's Uh, stupid, though. That conversation is stupid uh, Honest to goodness, although that may be true. That's reality that some people have. That's true. And they never really expected their contributions into that joint account to increase. And let's face it, we've all raised children and know how expensive that is. And you look at this and say, oh, my goodness. Like, you would expect 
a whole lot of an increase, but you don't see that. Oh in God. some of these where it's, let's contribute to the joint expense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that ends up, that, that ends up being a, a problem if you don't have realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Dear God. The third myth, divorce may cause problems for many of the children who are affected by it, but by and large, those problems are not last, long-lasting and the children recover quickly. I don't know that that's really true. I think it depends. I, I, it, well, their response was children of divorce have a higher risk of interpersonal problems. Evidence from several studies show that these problems can be long-lasting and may be worse when they grow into adulthood. And what I've seen on some of the, the studies I've read is the children of divorce are more likely to either divorce themselves or or never marry. And you do see that. In that could be. But I always say, and I keep going back to it, and since I lived this, I can tell you that I think the most important thing to do when you divorce, if you can, is for your children's lives to stay as consistent as mm-hmm. possible. Where yeah. there is minimal, minimal, if not n- any, change in their lifestyle, in their upbringing, in what they're used to. Mm-hmm. If they're not affected by that, it is a better thing for them to because everything changes so at least if they're consistent in what their expectations are then it it seems to be a little bit easier i agree with you and where you where you see kids continuing to thrive is where they've had so little one minute Mm -hmm. is is so little change right and there's not been that disruptive uh, Uh, out of of the house where where we live and i can't buy you this now and i can't get you that and you can't partake those things are so Mm -hmm. important i think because it isn't the kid's fault that you're divorcing but yet because of those financial limitations sometimes they're affected by it and i i I just think if you can try to keep it as normal consistent it's better but barbara we're going to continue this next time you're in because i only did three out of ten i know we (laughs) We could stay here all day. Tell us, um, tell the folks out there how they can get you if they need. I can be reached at five seven zero three four four seven one seven one. My law firm is Hughes Nichols and O'Hara. We're located at fourteen twenty one East Drinker Street in Dunmore, and I do divorce divorce custody support cases in Lackawanna, Susquehanna. Luzerne, (laughs) Wyoming, and Wayne. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Um, Have a good one. Please be nice. And oh, please be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.